Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to Fault Lines with Nixon and Stranahan on 105.5 FM and 1390 AM in Washington, D.C. An issue that we are covering that is of great consequence is uh, censorship on the uh, Internet. We're going to have a couple of people. We're going to have someone who's dealing with uh, censorship, uh, censorship on the political right and someone a bit later, censorship on the political left. Censorship's a problem. Peter Borkin, founder of Gays for Trump. He's also a former candidate for State House in North Carolina, and I believe his Twitter account has been either something's happened, suspended. Good morning, Peter. Welcome to Fault Lines. Good morning. How's it going? Wonderful, wonderful. So what, what has happened to you? You sound like you're the latest victim of this censorship uh, crap going on. Yeah, they uh, decided uh, on a uh, Friday before Mother's Day and the weekend of my birthday, to uh, about 9 o'clock to secretly just all of a sudden can me and any accounts associated with me. This is kind of a follow-up from what they did right before my election when they kept knocking down my uh, uh, election accounts one by one. Uh, they just come up and said, well, we've told you, we told you before that we didn't want you to have too many accounts and you've opened some more accounts or you done, hadn't done what we wanted or Pretty much, we, you haven't done anything that really violated anything, but we're going to pull out our vague spam rules and, and stay, state this and cut you down. It, and how, how many accounts did, did, do you think you had? Um, at that time, I only had uh, about five, and each one of them had something to do, which was completely different, and they were for my different websites. I had one Gays for Trump account and my account. And then the other uh, one for the radio station and one for my news. I mean, it's, you know, everything was for a particular thing and it didn't break their rules that they told me I had to follow. But, but it does. But, okay, it doesn't sound but, like he was hiding them. It, hiding right, it. right. How does any business, I'll put it like this. How does any business have an account then? Because I, what, if, if I'm, I, I, he's not in charge of it anymore, but I'm just going to use Howard Schultz and Starbucks. Right. If Starbucks has an account, can Howard Schultz have a, you know, you know what I'm right. saying? If, if, if McDonald's has an account, for instance, can the hamburger have an account? Have Ronald McDonald, can he have an account? I right. would say so. Well, they, they're not real. It's a bad example. But 
You see what I'm getting at, but, but the car company It's that, ridiculous. The car company that I recently bought a car from, they, I, when I, I, I look and I realize they've got an account, and then they've got an account for, like, U.S. They've got an account for, like, their parts section. They've got an – you know what I mean? Like, companies will have – 25, 100 different accounts for, for a big company. You weren't trying – were you trying to hide it? Were you trying to pretend that they weren't connected? Or was there some allegation that you were, like, using them for bots or something? Uh, that's what they tried to do the first time around. And, this, and then so they told me that they couldn't repost each other and, you know, overly or – didn't couldn't cross they couldn't have the same use cases so i'm like okay well each website has its own twitter account they tweet its own thing and i will occasionally retweet you know one of the news off mine but i mean it's so different like you said if the cnn or somebody has multiple accounts so why can't i they just didn't want maga one radio to be able to operate um they didn't want gates for trump to operate i mean not only did they suspend my remaining account they also suspended my husband's twitter account who he hadn't really been on twitter in about a year and suspended my uh business partner for magwan um who all, who hadn't you know really tweeted so anything that connected they just pretty much wiped out me and my businesses and they just they systematically just did that so not only did they stop my campaign and, and hinder it as long as also Facebook did the same thing, um, they 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 didn't want MAGA one, you know, period. Wow, it, it just sounds to me like uh, you know, and in, in, in my opinion, from what I've seen from a number of the guests we've had from various websites, that what we're seeing now, and I want to see what you think. What we're seeing now is that our um, social media now are just an extension of these big, powerful international kind of uh, reticent to use this term, but, you know, the, the the globalist kind of machines that are like a combination of political and corporate and the media together. And they just kind of say, well, these people over here or this group over here or this person over here isn't going along with the program or they're pushing it back against things that we want. And it's a, it's an end around. So they don't have to worry about the, about the constitution. That's what it seems. What do you think, Peter? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they will try everything they can to limit your speech as much as possible. I mean, they were ultimately shadow banning me to the point where even with 103,000 followers, I wasn't getting any retweets. I mean, I'm tweeting the same stuff, you know, but I'd have programs on there that would tell me I had a 64 million reach that just absolutely made no sense. Uh, so they will do what they can. And if you're not, you know, basically breaking their regular um, hate speech or anything like that. I was really good at following, you know, not generalizing people, not speaking hate, you know, not um, spamming or anything like that. They, they, they will find a way to just kick you off. So Twitter is the worst. Um, honestly, Twitter is the worst. Uh, so-called platform out there, even though I believe they are a, uh, a publisher, considering that's all they do on your wall is publish news that you don't want to see. Um, and then they also determine what news is fake and what's not fake, you know, and they won't let links get published, like the link to provide uh, Gavin McGinnis, you know, basically stated that they weren't included in that Charlotte uh, thing. They wouldn't let him publish that link. 
Um, you know, they, it's it, you know they've took down people like Laura Loomer and Jacob um, uh, because of the story about Omar, but yet you know now we we've seen that in the news. So you know it's it's it, they just systematically pick and choose who they want, but at the same time I think that anybody should have free speech on the internet. I was kind of discouraged that they did the same thing to those two leftist brothers. They said that they were doing spamming and bots or whatever. The Krasenstein's, you mean? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. They should be able to speak just as much as I should. Yeah. yeah. And I'm probably, I'm probably going to be opening up a, um, actual charity to, about free speech and, and social media and trying to help out on all ends. Well, now let me so let me ask you about this. So, so you're a Trump supporter, and I assume you're you're in favor of smaller government, right? I'm in favor of government done properly. So okay, there we go. Be reopened, then if something needs to be opened, like uh, I think there needs to be a centralized division that deals with computers and you know cyber security and stuff, and it should be taken kind of away from each individual department and centralized in one area. It just needs to be smarter and spent proper, you know, and, and, and efficient. Well, so what? That's why that's sort of what I'm getting at. So, what do you think should be done about Twitter? What do you, uh, what what would you like to see happen about Twitter? Because the problem the problem here is that they are a private company, and I I I, I agree. I think they've blurred a line, and I think that, but they are a private company, so. I'm seeing now a number of people on the right come back and go, well, let's let's slow down before we say we think the government's going to solve the problem. And and I tend to have that same concern. Do you, is that a concern you share? Are you worried about saying, well, we'll let the government handle? Because the government, even the Trump administration, ain't handling it too well now. And I would hate to see what a more hostile, what a Biden administration would do, for instance, to uh, to the internet. That that does. I don't relish the thought. Garland, you got to admit, the idea of the Biden administration regulating the internet. I I have a funny feeling we're not going to be around long. No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't even know now because uh, you know I don't know what you think about this, uh, 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 Peter. But in my opinion, now. There's like this monster behind the scenes that's running everything, and I think it, to me it almost doesn't even matter who you put in the presidency anymore. You're going to get this kind of shadowy deep state group that's pushing what they want. I don't know. What do you think about that, Peter? Am I out in space with that comment? <laughs> well, definitely there's some kind of deep state running out. But um, honestly, what what uh, what. Uh, uh, it was basically the issue was you'd hate to say you don't want to say regulate uh, the government because you know then people are kind of against that. But honestly, they're under the I think it was a two the actually section two thirty clause that basically states that they're a platform, not a um, uh, not a publisher. Well, they the internet, social media is regardless of being a private company or not. They're a private company that also works internationally. They have way too much influence they're no different than say my bell or the you know i look at it this way western union you know my bell yep. all these mailing organizations were all private organizations but they were the basis of communications what if your cell phone company said we don't like your conservative speech and they cut you off you know what if your websites cut you off you know they're all private businesses but they're also means of 
you open up a forum, your website, your business, you know, is basically us talking. That's your main business, you know, but you won't let me talk. I think they need to be regulating from the first uh, or regulated from the First Amendment speech. And they've already passed the law that uh, if there's a there's that case where real Donald Trump's account, which is his actual personal account, has been made a public account in a town hall, according to a judge, and that he's not allowed to block people. So if that's the case, if his account is a town hall, how come my account isn't a town hall? And if they want to go the route where they're a business, well, then I should be able to sue them because of damages that it's caused to my company, you know, where I can't make money through their thing, and I haven't really violated any policy. You make you you make a great point because there have been some other cases in in states. I think Maryland, if I'm not mistaken, in fact, there was a same there was the same kind of case. Um, I think the ACLU was involved, where the governor of Maryland was blocking people, and basically they argued, "Hey, you know, you're the governor, so you can't block people." To me, that's like there's a a, a case in California, the Prune Yard Shopping Center versus Robbins case, where basically they determine this shopping center is kind of a public forum, and you're restricting speech if you say people can't, you know, wander around the sidewalks, whatever, say what they want. That's the thing I I argue, um, uh, Peter, and that is. It has become a public forum, almost like a public meeting place. And a public forum is protected under protected uh, under the first uh, uh, first amendment, uh, protected speech. But the, again, the problem is that for people who are saying, "Well, you know what? Let, we should go to Congress and tell Congress to fix this." The problem is Congress is behind this. Congress is the ones that's actually that's right. pushing them to censor more. So you're going to go to the Fox and ask them to investigate the henhouse murders, basically. Peter. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, and that's kind of the reason why I want to start a charity up because I want to basically try to start lobbying and pushing and getting the right people in. I mean, honestly, with the you know the FCC and everything like that, I mean, they they absolutely need a way to get people on board of getting something done. And I think people don't know it's it's still a new frontier, the internet, new laws to be established. But, you know, honestly, your business, you know, I'm sure that as running as a politician, you have to have social media. You have to have it. You know, so they basically interrupted, interfered with my campaign. There you go. You know, right. Interfered with my business that also is political. There you go. But again, I think it really needs to start with this. If you run an online business. That takes money. I don't care if they're a private company. People say, oh, you didn't pay into it. Yes, I did. I paid it into it with my time, yep. my my, my uh, content, and also pelt stuff. I'm a customer. But if you're a customer, if anything they sell, they absolutely have to have some kind of telephone number, some kind of legitimate way to reach out to the company, you know, to talk about it. And uh, and also, I, I kind of think that they, they should be going the Facebook route. I really think there needs to be a way you actually register as a real entity. You know, one thing about mm-hmm. Twitter is I'm talking to teddy bears and love hearts and stuff all day. I don't know who these people are. I'm actually, it's the best thing that's happened to me to be away from Twitter here because now I've gone back on the Facebook, you know, like I used to be, and I'm actually talking to real people who've got real names and real things, and, you know, it, but I'm also on Telegram, which is so much better of a, uh, you know, software, but 
Well, one of the things I think that's important, it's critical, in fact, that you said, and I think it points out something, and that is the power of these companies. Because now we're looking at, and we know, these powerful establishment people, you know, if particularly in the primaries, where the, they, they, that's where they maintain control of everything. They can simply wait till a week, a couple of weeks, whatever, even a couple of days before um, an election, when it's critical that that the the, the people get that the uh, you know the people who are campaigning get their message out, and they just wait and they just shut you down just before the election. They can significantly influence the outcome of an election by strategically shutting down particular candidates at a at time when they want them cut down, uh, shut down, and we know there's there there are always going to be people who are challenging the establishment candidates on both sides of the aisle that they're going to shut down. But that's the other part. You know, I think there should be a suit where it's demonstrated time and time again that they strategically shut down the outsider to deliberately influence. Talk about interle- uh, uh, election interference. To me, that's the ultimate in- uh, election interference, Peter. Yeah, they did that to me. What was it? Three weeks before um, election, Facebook, um, because of the whole Proud Boy incident, I had to have something that had something to do with Facebook. Instead of just shutting it down, they shut down my whole account, disabled that account, still never got it back. Luckily, I had a backup account that was already, you know, that could do ads. But still, that was a major issue right there. If it was a big-time election, you know, for me, you know, for then that would have been even a bigger event. Same thing with Twitter. You keep knocking down my specific account for running. You know, you you just your account is not not election interference. But I can't find a lawyer that'll cover that because lawyers don't know what to do about it. Right, it's not covered, and it's the kind of thing that will go that would drag on, you know, in court forever. And the odds of you winning aren't even that all of that good. You know, it would have to be somebody who has enough money to just throw at it for years and could it doesn't care if they lose or not and there's not a lot of that's the thing about it they've got unlimited funds and the people that they're shutting down you know don't have the unlimited funds in fact the people that have the unlimited funds usually agree with it <laughs> agree with them um the other question i have peter is this and this is what i've seen time and time again you know they shut our account down and we couldn't quite figure for weeks out even why it was the lack of communication. How'd that work out when they shut your, your account da- down? Did they communicate with you? Did you go back and forth? Did they give you somebody to talk to? How, how uh, uh, you know, extensive was the explanations and communications when they shut your accounts down? Well, for number one, Facebook was nothing. They just disabled, and they just their process was a loop, and that's it. You supply your ID to them, and then you hear nothing back. I had to a back channel to find out from somebody how it was for now for twitter they actually sent me an official email um follow up and then you shut everything down um and then the communication was basically you broke this law and they always send you to a general page but it's never a general law it's always a vague list of things that it could be but it's never really what it is because it's just like well you, we decided to shut you down you're too good and that's it i mean they've done that to so many of us now you know that's the reason why we're having a uh, we're having the big rally in on July sixth. Now, now, okay, so let's talk about that. Now, we wanted to get uh, want to make sure we get to that. So, tell people what you got coming up. We only got about three minutes left. What what do you have coming up? Okay, so coming up real quickly on July fifth, I have a um, we are all American rally um, pending um, in D.C. at noon. But uh, but what's really drawing me over than Trump's um, big thing on the fourth is. 
on the 6th, we're having a demand-free speech rally. I think people can go to, I think it's demandfreespeech.org, which are even trying to ban that link. Um, to uh, We're having a rally in D.C. at Freedom Plaza at 11 a.m., and then after that, we're actually having a VIP party, which we're having problems with Antifa trying to interrupt our locations for it. Uh, they've done it before, and they've been fighting to get us, you know, wherever we try to get a space, they don't want to go. But people like Milo and Gavin and Laura Loomer and a lot of big people are going to be there, and I'm, I'm going to be fanboying my whole time. Um, and then hopefully that's all good and successful. And then the next thing I'm working on is in October 4th through the 6th, in Kingman, Arizona, I'm having Trump stock. It's trumpstock.net for that. So I'm hoping that all this is successful. I've got a book coming out and that this 2020 is going to be big for me. So even though Twitter might have me knocked down, I'm on Telegram. I think it's like t.me slash Peter Boykin. Um, I'm gaining crowds on other platforms. Twitter is just one um and i'm kind of sick sick of twitter anyway what's the point but they're going to kill themselves anyway because why even build yourself as a verified or build numbers if a website's just going to cut you? that's right hey we're just about out of time where can people go to find your stuff uh right now you can go to um peterboykin.com um or you can uh send you know send me an email just look for peter boykin on the internet you'll find me all right peter boykin founder of gays for trump and former candidate for state house in south in north carolina talking twitter censorship we got jamie lovegrove political reporter for the post and courier talking about south carolina politics we'll be right back he'll be coming up at 8 20 you're listening to fault lines 